happy new year to all of our favorite dairy fans. I miss chatting markets with you, Lucas. It is amazing that the holidays are already behind us. Happy 2022 to everyone. Oh, and a hearty welcome back to our favorite friend in the dairy markets, volatility. Dairy commodities are trading at historic highs and global milk production doesn't seem to have a supply response up its sleeve to meet global demand. Volumes have been lower from New Zealand throughout their peak and then into the shoulder of their season. The U.S. is recording negative volumes, and so is the EU for that matter. And the U.S. has a lot more transparency, of course, on production and inventories than most places around the world. And we got some interesting data this week on where milk is heading and why. Since we know that the dairy products report is fresh in your mind, Lucas, why don't you give us a rundown on the key takeaways in that data? Where is U.S. milk moving? Definitely. It was a uh, highlight of the week getting that November dairy products report on Thursday. I think a few key takeaways here. First of all, in cheese, while total cheese output was higher versus prior year, it was notable that cheddar production was down yet again. I think it was the third out of the past four months that we saw weaker cheddar production. A bit surprising, I think, considering some of the capacity expansions that we have seen over the past year or so. Where milk was not pushed into cheddar, it was, though, pushed into Italian-style cheeses, mozzarella, and Parmesan volumes up substantially versus prior year. Still uh, plenty of cheese to go around, and I do think that that will persist here in the coming months. So even as milk kind of tightens a little bit, there will be probably plenty of milk available for the cheese vat, especially in the upper Midwest. The other key takeaway here on the class four side of the picture, of course, we have seen those prices kind of see additional strength here in recent weeks and even days with butter rallying strongly this week. I think that is kind of driven by some of this data that we got. Butter production down 9.6% versus prior year. It's one of the largest year-over-year declines that we've seen in the past decade. Part of that, I think, driven by the uh, Dairy Gold plant fire in Idaho in October, reducing that butter output into uh, the uh, months that followed. But a lot of that is driven by milk that is tightening, especially across the Western states, just not as much product available to flow into the class four channel. Finally, here on the nonfat dry milk side of things, it was the fifth consecutive month of weaker combined nonfat dry milk and skim milk powder production. Uh, We did see volumes kind of seasonally climb into November, but still well below prior year levels, keeping things pretty tight in that market from the stock's perspective there as well. uh, Continued declines, I think, as expected. We peaked back in June, but it's uh, we've seen inventories decline steadily since then. Nonfat dry milk stocks dropping to their lowest levels of any month since October 2015. Certainly enough to keep that market well supported here on a combination of that U.S. and uh, global data. You'd think with all those bullish data points that you just explained to us that there'd be a bit more strength on futures heading into the weekend, but not the case during this uh, increased volatility and choppy trade environment on class three milk. Well, other reports out from the team this week was the comprehensive breakdown of the global dairy trade event in New Zealand, followed by the U.S. export report. Something we can glean from that U.S. export data is that the world is becoming increasingly reliant on U.S. dairy products to meet growing demand. 
That was a record number in November that we saw. U.S. exports have basically hit record levels every single month in 2021, uh, 10 out of the 11 reporting months. So very impressive. U.S. exports to Southeast Asia were very strong. We reached record export levels into South America. Trade with Mexico was notable. As a result, there was this kind of counter-seasonal lift in exports from October to November. We saw the biggest gains on non-fat dry milk as well as on cheese, but also strong in the form of fat and lactose leaving U.S. borders. Yeah, I think even with the volatility and some of the price behavior in the U.S., we still are competitive on a lot of those key commodities. Certainly lends some support to exports, both um, you know from November, that the data that we do have, and then into the uh, future months as well. Probably we will see some decent strength into December and the new year. I think, Alyssa, to close out today's episode, maybe a bit on Tuesday's Global Dairy Trade event, the first of the year, of course. It was a bit underwhelming, though, to kick off 2022. Cheddar cheese was the only commodity that posted a truly bullish result, in High Ground's opinion. It stretched to fresh all-time highs on the auction platform. Skim milk powder settlements were neutral across all regions, but there was notable demand from Southeast Asia and Oceania as the region secured the most skim milk powder in exactly two years. I think fat products as well, a bit unimpressive against expectations for slightly stronger results. Yeah, and that whole milk powder result was definitely bearish versus SGX trader expectations, but support does remain overall at current price levels until there's a sufficient milk supply response from the world market, which seems to be the case for all key markets right now, not just on GDT. That does it for today. We hope everyone had a beautiful start to 2022 and that you and your family remain healthy during these wild, uncertain times. And we look forward to coming on next week to chat dairy markets with you. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Thank you.